0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Chum Chat. It's our first guest of season two. Season one had a lot of good guests. Obviously, you guys know Dabo Sweeney, Hunter Renfro of the Oakland Raiders. Now we're taking a little bit different turn. You know, probably one of our most special guests yet, an Olympian, Danel Leva, 2012, London Olympics, all around bronze medal, 2016, Rio Olympics. You know, the stats speak for themselves. It's a pleasure to have you on, man. Thank you for coming. Yep. Thank you for, for thank being you for on, on
0: Chum Chat.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Don't, you
0: clap. Don't you clap, you jerks. <laughs> That's so nice, thank you so much. It's really cool to be on here
1: no i was I was honestly uh, surprised that you saw, that you answered my d m and honestly um I'd been following you for for some time so it's it's a pleasure to have you on when I told my parents that you were on um gonna be on they were hella excited so it's <laughs> great to be on i mean you your my first name is your middle name, so I guess uh we have yeah. a bond right there so yeah,
0: man I appreciate the support man i I do have to congratulate you though man. I saw you, you signed recently. I know I know I congratulated you over Instagram, but that's still – that's a big deal, dude. That's a big, big deal.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm yes, obviously that is a huge in. deal.
2: It is a big Good deal. Good job, John. I'm, Thank honestly, Porto B's is going to have a superstar this year.
1: Uh, I, if you didn't know, Tanner, my co-host, plays professionally for FC Dallas also. so
0: And I play pickup with a bunch of old guys at UCLA. <laughs> hey,
1: that's that's where the greatness starts, to be honest. I guess we'll just start off with a question here. I, I guess I'll just go first and we'll go from there. So uh, all of us are athletes, obviously, but you've achieved the pinnacle of the sports world in terms of the Olympics. You know, what does that feel like once you've worked all your life to get there? And when you're finally there, do you feel some kind of pressure to perform?
0: It's terrible. Don't even waste your time at all. Worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's insane. It's absolutely unmatched. Honestly, it exceeded my expectations. Rio, definitely more so than than London, because I think in London, um, how old are you guys, by the way?
1: I just turned 19, and my boys are 18 here.
0: Yeah, okay, exactly. (laughs) I was about your age, I was like a year older than you are, Uh, I was 20 years old, and I, like, when you're that age, you have, like, this level of of arrogance that's really good, because it gets you places, right, but you tend not to appreciate things as much as you do um uh, later on right in retrospect you always look back and you're like damn that's awesome you know what i mean and yeah. in in london it was insane because like the whole time that i was there i was just looking around and seeing like literally the olympic rings everywhere and it's like something that you know i dreamed about like i started gymnastics when i was 3 years old you know and, and at the time by the time I was seven years old, I was like, I'm going to win the Olympics. Fucking kid. And, uh, you know, when I was there, I was just giddy. I was just like, oh, my God, like, I'm here. I'm doing it. And uh, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing.
1: Once you won your medals, though, like, in the honeymoon stage of, like, doing that was over, did you kind of have, like, a where do I go from here moment? Like, a lot of athletes I know talk about not knowing what to, what, what, what to do after they reach the top
0: yeah, absolutely. The transition process is probably one of the things that not only athletes, but even honestly everyday people. Uh, I'm part of this, this group. It's called MVP, it's called Emerging Vets and Players, where it's you, know, military veterans and some retired athletes, some still um, competing. But honestly, the, the biggest theme is that, you know it's like you said, it's that transition period. It becomes so weird. I was really fortunate that the whole time I always knew that I wanted to get into acting and I knew that I wanted to get into the entertainment industry. And so I knew that that was like my purpose. It was tough because, and you guys are all gonna understand this, as athletes, we have an insane amount of structure in the sense that like, we always know when the next game is. We always have a very specific date of like when to work until, right? But as an actor, as as an entertainer, you don't know you don't know it could literally come like in within two days it can be six months from now and having to let go of that that set structure was definitely the hardest part for me yeah
2: yeah that's interesting because i i think we're going through that right now in quarantine just like especially here in mls like we have no clue when our next game is and we just have to prepare so maybe we get a taste of it but maybe not the same level as you but um I heard a story uh, on that uh, we were researching you and um, it was talked about one of your, or your medals got stolen from your car. Is, is that a true story? And then you found them on a bus. Could you uh, uh, give us some details on this or?
0: Dude, you guys just unlocked a memory that I had completely forgotten about. Yes, that is actually very true. I had at one point, um, I had recently done some sort of, press event something that they they wanted me to bring all of my medals including my world medals and that was before 2016 I think it was even before 2015 um but it's still it was still quite a couple of medals and they were in my car somebody broke into my car and they stole just a bunch of bags um like my gym bag and all that stuff and the other bag that they stole was the one that was holding all of my medals and I guess they looked through and they didn't see anything but a bunch of boxes and they noticed that they were just like medals and then they just apparently left them on the bus. I didn't find them. Somebody else brought them to me and they were like, are these yours? I was like, yeah, dude. But yeah, man, that happened. That was crazy.
1: How, how much wow. do you think uh, like uh, an Olympic medal will go for on eBay?
0: <laughs> dude, I've heard stories of people that had to sell their medal. They had to like pawn their medals and stuff like that like back in the day because that's the other thing that a lot of people don't really realize you know like they associate high level athletes with with immediately being like rich right yeah and it doesn't happen with every with every sport you know and like for gymnastics we're we're popular every four years you know what i mean uh football is starting to become more and more popular every day here in the u.s but like dude like seven years ago nobody knew anything about football right like you guys have been doing it your whole life so i'm sure you guys have been following it your whole life but you i'm sure where are you guys all from by the way like what states are you guys from originally
1: me and Jed are from dallas texas okay. and i'm from alabama. alabama
0: yeah so definitely not soccer <laughs> cities whatsoever right like yeah. <laughs> not even close all about foot- like american football in Miami it's a little bit different but like I mean again you know it's it so a lot of these athletes like I have friends of mine who are like Olympic medalists that they have to work like two or three jobs they have to like just figure out how to just get by because you know we get a medal and like a high five and then like okay go on your way <laughs> you know it's tough
3: yeah yeah I didn't I didn't even think about that usually you associate like you said standing on the podium with having you know everything you want in the world so that that's a good thought to have and I had a question yeah right yeah I had a question about you know I watch the Olympics and I see all the athletes and I'm always wondering man I wonder how life is in that Olympic Village with all those guys together all the girls together and just how so how was life in the Olympic Village and are there any funny stories or crazy stories you have to share with us if you don't mind
0: I do have uh, a story from 2012 that's a little bit unbelievable but to touch on that point that for me and and the more people I bring it up the more they agree the entire essence of the olympics it's not about competing it's not about the crowds it's not about the medals dude it's about being in that olympic village it is completely different than anything else in the entire world recently I was talking to somebody that was on the international olympic committee and we were just chatting about how insane and how much of an impact just being at the village made on us it's crazy man it's it's it just imagine yourselves amongst thou- almost thousands of athletes everybody on the exact same page everybody's like so happy to just be there we're all like collectively in like a little bubble we're all like helping each other out meeting new people meeting new uh countries new new sports at one point in the 2016 olympics after i was then competing that's when I first started getting into soccer a lot. I actually played with the Argentinian handball team. We played in like a little like seventy-seven court, and it was like the most fun I had in the entire games. <laughs> but in twenty twelve, <2012, laughs> so we had we were we were in this townhouse kind of apartment where there was three floors, and each of us had a, a room on the floor, and at one point something happened that the pipes burst and it completely flooded the entire apartment. <laughs> so we had, we had to pick up all our stuff and like move into a different apartment. And it's just, you know, things like that for people that are superstitious, your boy included at that point, especially, you know, it, it's like crazy. Cause like everything you have to like have everything like set and you're like, now I have to go to a different apartment. Oh no, what if this is what's gonna mess me up? But it's crazy, dude. You never know what's yes. gonna happen. i feel that
1: i feel that i'm extremely superstitious you know i always (laughs) gotta put my right sock on first step on the field my right foot so i know how it goes but (laughs) yeah i mean touching back on the football part of things you told me obviously through the dms you're a big football fan so who's your favorite club and who's your favorite player
0: uh dude okay i (sighs) this is a tough it's a tough tough question because I, th- I, I honestly have two favorite clubs and they're 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 my favorites for different reasons one of them is Barcelona and I think mainly it's just because of Messi because I think that that guy is just beyond just absolutely beyond agreed the most all-around player that I think that I've ever seen in my entire life um and then the other team that I like I think I support them a little bit more as an actual team is Liverpool and it's just because the whole like family aspect of it you know what I mean Yes, yes.
1: Tens a Liverpool fan. Big Liverpool. i the boys.
0: Clearly, it was. It's funny because when they when they beat Barcelona four to zero at Anfield, I was so conflicted. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know. But favorite player, <sighs> it's either Neymar or Messi. It's one of them two. It's really hard for me to pick between them.
3: Yeah, I got a What'd question. You say? I got oh, it. Yeah.
0: What,
3: what do you feel about Neymar leaving Barcelona,
0: bro? Feel- I don't want to talk about it. Next question. Next question. No, I think it was. I think that honestly completely, not robbed them, but it certainly made a. It left a, a really really big hole in just the culture and and just the presence that Barcelona was. You know what I mean? Like just having them three. Just. Own and I'm not saying that they never lost. They lost a lot, but it was just having them, the three of them. It was it was insane. And people try and compare Bale, Benzema, and Ronaldo. And like, yeah, they were they're amazing players. They're, I'm not taking away anything from them. Actually, Bale is one of my favorite players. But I just it it was it was the mentality and it was the swagger that I think Neymar brought to to Barcelona. That just, it just, it was a, a completely different energy that, that they left on the field every time. Yeah, 100%. For yeah,
2: sure. For sure, I think I think they just bring more fans as well. Like Neymar, I'd go, I'd pay anything to go watch him play in person. But uh, would you say you monitor your game after Neymar? I heard you you play uh, maybe pickup or men's league. Would you say you monitor yeah. your game after Neymar? 100%,
0: dude. 100%. The, the, the biggest difference is that I actually track back like way more. Just because like, I mean, I run a lot and I'm, that's honestly the only good thing that I have <laughs> is that I, I run fast so I can go up quick and get back quick, but um, Absolutely, man. I actually, I even a couple times. I don't know if you guys remember this, like one trick that he did It was like down the byline where he like flipped it up with his left and like kind of kicked it over the dude with his right it yeah nasty. when he played with that band with the like the headband on that. yeah one yeah, yeah 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 nasty. i literally practiced like the day that i watched it i was like i'm doing that i practiced it for like two days and i did it in a game and everybody was like Whoa! And i was like <laughs>
1: <laughs> i that's that, i feel like that's the aspect that neymar brings like kind of the flashiness you know kind of um People have compared him to like, kind of like Steph Curry, the NBA kind of brings that like swag or, you know, how Steph, you know, shoots it and just like already knows it's going in kind of like that. So I'd say that that they're comparable for sure. Uh, Kind of
0: take so many shots, dude. And he wouldn't care. Like wherever he was, he was just, I'm going, or he would create chances, you know? And I feel like we need, everybody was expecting Coutinho to kind of fill in. But the problem is that Coutinho, in my opinion, was given poor instructions and he wasn't Playing as freely as he was when he was at Liverpool, you know what I mean? I also don't think that he was playing the proper position. He wasn't playing the same position that he was at Liverpool, so he couldn't really create very much. He couldn't, like, actually shoot for goal very often. But whenever he did shoot for goal in Barca, he would make it, like that game against United.
2: Coutinho, Coutinho, shot! Him!
0: nasty nasty kick dude he has that you know he has that little sleep spot that little spot you know whenever you see him in that spot and there's a little bit of opening it's like oh there it is it's going in um so
1: kind of staying on the same topic not necessarily football but just in general uh, sports so what's the most important piece of advice that you've ever gotten that's a
0: that's a good good question i think i would say from my mom you know what i mean my mom always gave me like the best advice, um, and it's interesting because, because she was she's my mom because she was part of the sport and you know moms just want to take care of us and they just want us to always be happy no matter what. There were certain times that like, you know, she would just be like, "Just stop, just stop. If you're not happy, just stop." And like I didn't need that at certain points. I needed somebody to be like, "You got it." You know what I mean? But again, she's my mom. What can I say? But a lot of times. Like in 2016. In 2016, I was kind of struggling. It was like maybe the second time ever that I had made the individual event finals where it was on parallel bars and on high bar where I had a, I actually had a, a big chance to get a medal on both both events. And in the gym, I was just like struggling, being really frustrated and putting a lot of like extra pressure on myself and just nothing was actually coming out the way that I wanted. I kept falling. I kept just doing things poorly. And like the day before, maybe two days before, my mom comes to the village and she sits me down. She sees me frustrated and she's like, Listen to me. I need you to understand that you're one of the eight best athletes in the entire world right now. And I was like, No, yeah, no. She's like, Shut up. Sh- 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 listen. One of the eight best in the whole world on two events, no matter what. So, no matter what happens, and this is something that you guys can understand. No matter what happens, nobody will ever be able to take it away, take away that aspect that you just signed for Porto, you play for the MLS, and you're a D1, you said? And yes, you played d for, for college. No matter what happens, that will be with you and will stick with you for the rest of your life. And that's not saying be satisfied with that. That's not saying be complacent with that. No, you can always reach for more. You can always strive to get better that's that's the human you know that's the human thing we always want to grow and be better but it's just also appreciating those little wins you know what i mean thankfully because of that i was able to go on like the next day or two days later to win two silvers on each of those events but you just we got to have to we have to rem- remind ourselves sometimes you know like hey, hey man f- look behind you look look how far you've come up until now like yes you can keep looking forward because that's where you're going. But, like, just take a take a quick glance back there and be like, damn, I'm pretty far. Let's keep going.
3: Right.
1: Yeah. And wait, I, I just want to – before Judson goes, I just want to confirm because um, I guess that advice really worked. Because going into 2016, you were actually an alternate, right? But then it ended up being – you ended up replacing someone because of injury, and you were the only guy on the whole team that medaled, right? Uh,
0: I was – I was in 2012. I was the only guy that medaled. In 2016, I was I was just the most successful. There was one other guy that got like one bronze medal, and then I got two silvers.
2: And there you go. That's impressive. Cheers to your mom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
3: yeah. Those were one for your mom. Yeah, for sure. I think that's great advice, especially for for people around our age that are kind of entering a period where we're at a, you know, at a crossroads, like, hey, do we still want to press on? And we're trying to find motivation to keep doing what we're doing and get that next step. Yeah, man. Uh, you you also mentioned that you started when you were three years old, started gymnastics. Mm-hmm. This is a really young age. And we know we have a lot of younger viewers that are athletes and trying to pursue their sports and get to some sort of success in their sport. So what advice would you give to those athletes who really don't have the resume that all of us have that you have that, that can't look back on it so what what advice would you give to them
0: the, the best advice that I actually can give is something that I heard once I retired from gymnastics and I went on to acting you know it's something that reminded me about my journey in gymnastics a couple weeks after I had moved to LA I was at a restaurant and there was some dude that he was our server and I was like with my ex and I was like I bet that guy's an actor He just looks like a tall guy, good looking, strong. That dude's an actor. Sure enough, he comes over and I'm like, hey man, you're an actor, right? He's like, yeah, I'm a musician too, mainly, but yeah. And he sat down with us and he gave me some advice. He said, the problem is that a lot of people come to LA and they give themselves one year. And they say, if I don't make it in one year, then I'm, I'm done. And he's like, that is the worst thing that anybody can do, especially as an actor. And especially as an athlete, I feel the minimum we can give ourselves is 10 years. If in 10 years, we don't at least get close to what we wanted to do, then you can be like, all right, I gave it my best shot. You know what I mean? But like 10 years is a long time. So the best advice I can honestly give is be resilient and be able to adapt. All right. Because even if you're not a talented person in the sport that you're doing, those two aspects of your life you can be talented in those two things those you can acquire those two things be ta- be resilient and be ready to adapt to anything that comes your way
2: yeah that's that's interesting that you say that because a bunch of young guys are signing with the mls and and i've talked to judd about this maybe judd uh beats himself down for looking at other guys succeeding when they're so young but i mean you got to keep pressing on it, it there's no time frame on success and you can you can reach your goals however long it takes. So I mean that's definitely something that all three of us can can uh, use as a as advice for our for our career. So we appreciate that.
0: Dude, Jamie Vardy made it into the Prem at twenty seven. Yeah. Twenty seven, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? That like anybody would have been like, Oh no, that dude's definitely way too old. He's uh, he's about to win the golden boot, right? And did he didn't he win it yeah, already? He RV? did. Yeah, he, did, he won. Right? He won it. Dude, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's sure, like, you know, it's like Tanner said. You, you, there's no time frame. There's no time frame. Like, and here's the thing. Here's another thing that it, this one's really, really hard. And I'm still, I'm still trying to figure it out every single day. And I feel like that's kind of the fun thing about the path that we're all taking. The universe, a lot of times, will present you something that it's like, oh, look at this shiny thing. Do you want this shiny thing? And sometimes we have to be like, no, I don't. I don't want this shiny thing. I know this is gonna be an immediate happy thing, but I feel like if I wait, there's gonna be a branch and it's gonna show me something even better. I'll give you an example. In 2011, this is probably one of like the best all around years of my career. You know, where you already do all six events. It was the best year of my career. I had just won the national championship. I was like 19 years old. It was a really, really big deal for me. I was going to my third world championship ever. I hadn't won a, a world medal yet. The team finally won a medal. And everybody was looking at me to beat this guy. His name is Kohei Uchimura. He was from, he's from Japan. He is an absolute legend in gymnastics. But everybody was looking at me that year to see if I can like kind of nudge him off the, the podium. I go to world championship and i go to the all-around final and i do a pretty decent job and actually you know what i'm going to do something i'm going to share my screen with you guys give you a little visual i like this this is a (laughs) first i like this i like it so (laughs) (laughs) something happened where throughout my entire day in the all around finals I was doing a really really decent job maybe I had one mess up I want to say I think on vault I had one mess up right and then on the very last oh man you have to share your screen I can't even share oh wait screen.
1: hold up let me see if I can give you access uh there you go
0: So here we go. look at me baby d so this happened listen to this guy and this is can be phenomenal. You jinxed it, sir. You jinxed it.
3: Just some high flying releases.
0: This is the last event. If I would have hit this routine easy, Very I would have nice. meddled. I watched no this. No question. Beautiful. Okay, here we go. Nowhere near done. Big release right here. Oh. Ooh. Oh. That was not planned. I don't know if you, if you can tell, but that was certainly not planned. It's a different angle. Oh, man. Yeah, he just lets go way too early. Not the best.
3: Yeah, that didn't look like it felt any good.
0: Oh, it certainly did not. Oh, okay. beautiful. Yeah, I'll tell you. Gorgeous. I've been there, done that. So... That happened in 2011. Now, my plan for that year was that I was going to win the all-around. I landed on my face, on the bar, and I got last place. Last place. But funny enough, it was the first time ever that I had qualified into into individual event finals for parallel bars, right? Now, they only give out first, second, and third medal, right? I was in sixth place which means I definitely didn't have a chance to get a medal, absolutely not. There was eight people total, I was number six. There were some bad, bad competitors on that, on that roster. I think oh, two former world champions, the dude who got second the year before, big guys. And I went in and I was like, you know what, man, I'm just gonna go, I'm just gonna have fun. I'm just gonna enjoy myself and do the best that I can. Whatever, right? dude, I go up, I'm the third competitor, I do my thing, I land, ah, so happy, all right, probably one of the best routines of my entire career, and I land, and my score comes up, and I'm in first place, and I'm like, oh, look at that, guys, that looks really cool, me, first place, there's only three people that went, but uh, somebody take a picture, ha, ha! won't be there long, fourth guy goes, fifth guy goes, sixth guy goes, and I'm still in first place, and the two guys that are left, the two best guys, but dude, even, no matter what, I'm still on, the medal and I'm like oh my god dude amazing right the next guy goes does a great routine I'm still above him and I'm like oh whoa dude second place at least amazing the last dude oh this last dude he's I mean he was a former world champion he's definitely gonna get it right He does a great routine I think maybe he doesn't stick the landing or whatever like the most like a minuscule mistake great job dude great job second place not too bad right guys his score comes up and he's under me and I'm still in first. And I'm like, uh, Judge, excuse me, I think you're, you messed up. That's not my, no, I'm first, I'm me. It was the craziest moment of my entire life. I think I didn't cry when I was on the podium because I probably saw a concussion from hitting my face on the board. <laughs> but it's like what you know what we were talking about right like sometimes the universe decides to branch out and shows you show you a different path and if you focus enough and be beca- and stay resilient it might turn out way better than than we thought you know what i mean and i feel like that's what's happening right now 2020 who who would have thought is the most underrated sentence of 2020 who would have thought right but hey maybe exactly. this will this will produce some of the most insane athletes and creative minds that the world has ever seen.
1: I think it will. Honestly, I think that's a great way to put it. I think so many, we've seen uh, a lot of people use their, their talents for the greater good, especially in this uh, extended time that we've had alone in this quarantine. But uh, just we, as we kind of wrap this up, um, it's been a great episode so far, obviously it's been a pleasure, but you know, one of our signature questions here at Chum Chat and we have it on our merch as well. We try to define success, you know, um, obviously your resume speaks for itself so what is your definition of success and do you think that you've achieved it in your career
0: that's a great question dude that is a fantastic question it's something that i try and i coach every now and then and, and it's like one of my favorite things because i can try and, and teach younger kids in a different way that i was taught right because i wasn't really brought up in the mo- in the healthiest environment if you will we could talk about this in the next episode and it's that question is so good because it's what is your definition of success? It's not what other people deem is successful for you. It's what do you feel successful? And I think for me, honestly, I have certainly reached it in a, in many areas in my life. I feel that I still want to become successful in a different way, in a different aspect of my life. Now, as an actor, I want to become successful. You know. But I think that we can find little successes every, every day, like at, like what I was talking about, right? We can find those little wins and celebrate those little wins. And in a time like now, I think those are the moments that will keep us sane. Jeez. Yeah.
1: I, I think honestly, this, this episode has been, you know, no offense to other guests, but one of the best in terms of advice and just new perspectives right. and, and seeing all that stuff. But um, I That's actually right. do wanna ask one more question on, on a lighter lighter side of things. Uh, do you have a significant other at the moment? I do not.
0: I do not. I did. Um,
2: so
1: one of, one of our, it's all right. It's all right. Um, you know, one of our other signature questions, you know, just to keep it on the light side of things is obviously you're a very successful athlete and man. And, you know, we ask, um, how do you differentiate someone who's a clout chaser and someone who's actually a keeper?
0: <laughs> oh, my friend. It's so crazy. We're out of time? Is that what you said? <laughs> I, wish, I wish I knew, bro. I wish I knew. Honestly, from what I've heard, you know, you got to try and find somebody that knew you even before the success. But even then, I I will like beg like to differ because a lot of times people will try and use that against you, right? And I think that the best thing to, to try and figure out, and this is this is a psychology thing that I I encourage all, all you guys to look into. You gotta figure out aggressive manipulation, passive manipulation, and a sort of manipulation that comes with the sense of tenderness, right? With a sense of love that nobody will ever see coming. And so the more that you read up on it and just study about like these sort of psychological things and aspects and things that some people, some people do it and they don't even notice it, right? It's just something that has always worked for them. And so that's what, that's the way they live their life. But it's tough, man. It's tough, and it's just about—it's about holding yourself and holding the relationship that you want to a standard even above what you think. Right? It's not just allowing like any like, not just making excuses. You know, like if you if you noticed something in the beginning, then you're like, that's not okay. Don't just be like, mm, yeah, but no, no, no. Have it. I actually. Funny enough, TikTok, by the way, has taught me so many things, guys. Funny <laughs> enough. But I, I saw a video the other day, and it was talking about a really good thing that you can do in a relationship is have a two-week check-in, which basically is just like every two weeks be like, how you know, how much do you want to see me in these next two weeks? How little do you want to see me in these next two weeks? Did anything happen in these past two weeks that you want to talk about moving forward? You know, like the the, the communication is absolutely key. So- that's the best advice that i can
2: muster.
1: geez <laughs> not only do we get an athlete out here we got a relationship connoisseur so we got a two-in-one <laughs> oh, no. package that was deal. that's probably our
2: best answer about, oh, i needed
1: that i the, needed the that significant more than other. Than yeah i, I needed- struggled quite a bit. <laughs> Judd.
3: Might have a chance now
1: no but um i believe before you. we wrap this up i i want to give you a chance actually if you want to say anything or promote anything that you've got going on i mean it's been a pleasure
0: honestly Thank yeah. you guys. Uh, honestly, the only thing that I wanna promote is the same way I said to do it in a relationship is to do it with oneself. Check in on yourself, check in on your friends, check in on your teammates, check, on, check in on those that you love most, right? Like mental health is, some, is the most important thing in the entire world. There's nobody that is more important in your life than you. All right, so if you're not taking care of yourself, like honestly, nobody will. And like other people will try, they will certainly try but if you're not taking care of yourself it's not going to work out right so if you need therapy go to therapy I've been going to therapy for a couple months now and I can't tell you the amount of growth that I've had as a person it is there's no shame in going to therapy even if you don't feel like you haven't it's just good to talk about the stuff that you've been going through and honestly the thing is that a lot of people think that therapy is about the therapist telling you what's wrong and that's not exactly what happens. The funny thing about therapy is that the more you speak about your own problem, the more you hear yourself and you're able to answer your own question. You're able to solve your own problem. And a lot of times a therapist is just there to be like, yeah, no, you know, right. Cause it's happened to me. So that's what I would promote. Mental health.
2: That's amazing. Man, that's great. Some Very of nice. the best answers today, uh, we really appreciate you having on, uh, coming on the, the, ch- the, the podcast, Chum Chat. Uh, we'll uh, shout out his Instagram. We'll put it down in the bottom of the video. Uh, make sure to check him out. He's done big things, and he's going to continue to do that. So hopefully uh, we wish you all the best in your in your career and, and being an actor. So we hope we uh, that you do well in that. But uh, just check us out, Chum Chat, another video, a top-notch video. Uh, keep, keep following us on the gram. Leave a like, subscribe. Uh, the boys are doing big things as we get our first Olympian guest on. So just keep showing love.
1: Season Hope to two. have him on again soon. Yeah, thank you, thank so, you much. so much. sir. For being-